Welcome back to the One Groove Low podcast. This is David May. Typically, we would introduce Bo, J-Dub here at the same time, but during this holiday season, they're out uh, Christmas shopping, chasing Santa Claus, maybe a white ball. I'm not sure. All I know is they're not in the studios here, in the Unknown Golf Studios. They've left me here all alone. But that's okay because I do have friends. They just happen to be virtual today. We're going to be talking to a really good friend of mine that I'll introduce you to in just a second. Do hope as everybody hears this, you're having a happy holiday season. Hope you're either playing golf or gearing up to get your golf game on after the holidays, enjoying time with your family, with your friends. Um, hopefully get some good, uh, good items during the holiday season, maybe some golf items. Um, if you don't have an unknown golf subscription, that would probably be a fantastic gift for you and for your friends, everybody, you know, maybe, um, pick one of those up unknowngolf.com. Um, you can get a subscription. Listen, I got to tell you just real quick, there is absolutely some incredible things happening with unknown golf. And I'm not just saying that because we're, we're certainly a part of it, but, um, in addition to all the amazing things that we've had, in our our arsenal of live scoring, live leaderboards. Um, we sync to your gen. We can auto post. Um, we can run basically any kind of game or format, single round, multi-round. Um, we've also always had the ability to run a lot of your um, side games, your side action, if you will. Nassau's team games, individual games, best ball, wolf games, hammer, auto presses. I love them all. Anybody who listens knows J-Dub and I love all of those things. Well, we've got some new ones coming out. Um, we are just days away from launching some new games that I can't wait to play. Uh, Vegas is coming out. Um, Bankers coming out. I've actually never played Bankers. So many of you out there have commented and talked about Banker. Um, so it's coming. We've added it. Banker is going to be here. Uh, so I'm really excited about that one to try it out and to see if I can take more of J-Dub's money. Let's hope so. Hopefully we can talk about that here. Got a Dots game coming out. Um, and then we just got, we're, we're adding some other things. We even added a feature just to track cash. You know, that, that scenario where you say, I'll bet you $20 you can't get that up and down and they take it, and they do, and I owe them $20, well, we have ability to track that. We've got some really interesting settlement, uh, auto settlement uh, news coming out with all of that. Tracking all your individual stats, fairways, greens, putts, lots of great things coming out, and uh, it's literally happening just on the other side of the new year. So I can't wait to talk to you about that. It's a perfect time to get in, get your unknown golf subscription and be ready for that. It's going to be super exciting. And the things that are coming even beyond that in the first quarter, uh, really cool stuff, but enough about all of that. Um, just remember us unknown golf.com and, uh, your unknown golf subscription, but here on one groove low today, I'm really excited to talk with somebody that I really think, think a lot of and admire a good friend of mine. His name is Rick Moe. Um, if you happen to be somebody who follows things on like Twitter and, uh, and some of the social channels, 
Twitter is one of the places that I see him most popular and most active. He goes by Rick Golfs, but most uh, importantly, you can find him as at, at Top100Rick on Twitter or X. We'll talk about that in a minute as well. But I'm excited to bring in my friend, um, Rick, and uh, let's talk to Rick a little bit. Rick, thank you for joining us. Appreciate you taking some time out today. Very happy to be here. Always love talking to you, Dime. Um, you know, I uh, I wasn't sure when we started setting this up how to fit it in between, like at the halfway house when you were making a turn or, you know, as you were flying somewhere else. Um, so it, it's nice that uh, you were able to uh, make some time and it. And you're telling me you're you're actually in your office today. Oh yeah, like it's a it's a slow time of year. You know, winter's here. I'm, I'm here in Texas. It's cold every day, so uh, I'll golf sometimes. But no, I'm in the office, and I don't leave again until tomorrow. So that's what I, I thought. Here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I was gonna say you just told me you had like three more trips this year. <laughs> no, one more golf trip. That's it. That's it. Oh. And then the season's over. Okay, right on. Well, so for those of you who don't know Rick and I would bet a lot of you out there do, but if you don't know Rick, um, Rick is a very avid golfer. Um, you can find him on, uh, Twitter at, and literally at top 100 Rick, um, called, uh, Rick, Rick golfs. Um, and we're going to talk about the evolution of all of that. First of all, I got your handle, right? Yes. I got it. Correct. Yep. That's right it. pretty simple. I follow it every day. Um, <laughs> And we're going to talk a lot about what that means in a minute. Um, but I think the first question that I need to understand is, you know, there used to be such a thing as golf Twitter. Yep. Well, now is it golf X? <laughs> you know, I'm always going to call it Twitter. Um, X just doesn't work for me. I don't understand it. I don't know why it exists. Um, no Elon, one does it yet. We don't, well, we don't yes. agree. That's right. We don't, we don't care. And, um, and, you know, and you used to retweet things. Now do you, do you re-exit? That's yeah, what I, call, uh, just. Yeah. They call it posting now. I don't understand it. They got rid of all the terms that everyone knows. It doesn't make any sense, but hey, what are you going to do? He's the boss. So he made the changes. So yeah, I'm still going to say the word Twitter until I'm dead, I assume, or until Twitter's dead, one or the other. <laughs> Whichever comes first and which yep. is an interesting, that could be another podcast. <laughs> um, so, okay. We'll break it down. Uh, Tell everybody, like, first of all, why that is your handle and and how did you get into this world of of golf, golf and Twitter and the the fact that every day I see you breaking down some golf course from somewhere around the world? <laughs> well, it's just it's one of those things that I think happens organically, at least it did for me. I, I never sought out to be an influencer or do anything like that. In fact, I don't like influencers generally. Um, it really just I would post about golf and the places I play. And the last couple of years has been pretty insane. With, um, my golf travels have been truly nuts and people started liking it. And that's really all it is. You see what I post. It's mainly golf course reviews and uh, just discussing golf courses and playing golf and people seem to like it. So it just kind of recently has blown up a lot. Um, you know, Twitter's different from other platforms like Instagram, like Twitter's super interactive and that's why I like it. I, I use Instagram, but, um, on Twitter, I can get tons more interaction. I can actually meet people. I have a ton of friends I've met off Twitter. So 
it's just really good for that use. And um, top 100 Rick, I was playing the top 100. I needed a handle, and so that's what I chose. Um, nothing too spectacular or interesting there. My old name was uh, Rick Golf's Texas TX, and people called me Rick Golf Sticks uh, in person once, and so I knew I had to change that because that doesn't make any sense because they didn't realize that the TX stood for Texas. So that's why I changed it to Top 100 Rick, actually. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. Well, you do play um, a lot of the Top 100, um, but I, one of the things I like about about what you play is it's not just – Pine Valley, Cypress, Augusta, you're playing a lot of highly rated courses that are public. Um, you're playing a lot of highly rated courses um, that are in states. And so you're bringing a lot of variation into the types of content. Uh, so if you want to learn more about some of the best courses out there, when you get the opportunity to play those, you're going to post about them and talk about them as much as you can. I did see Grove 23 recently. You couldn't post any <laughs> pictures on the inside. So we'll have to talk about all that uh, offline here. Um, but, uh, but I see that I see a wide variety of, of what your, you know, content that you're bringing to people. Yeah. I mean, the top 100 is just something to do. Like the rankings don't mean a whole lot to me. It's not trying to just check those boxes. It's just a guide, right? If you play the top 100, you're probably playing pretty good golf courses. Oh, you are. Um, and so I just use that as a guide. And, and when I'm at an area, if I go to, you know, New York to play a top 100 course, I'm still going to play the three other courses around it. You know, whatever people tell me to play. And usually you find hidden gems that are sometimes better than the top 100 courses. So um, the top 100 is just something to do. It's just I like having a uh, something to motivate me. But really, the other courses are often better than some of the ones in the top 100. Once you get out of like the top 25, it gets pretty wide open. You can make a lot of arguments for, for other courses, but um, yeah. And I love the hidden gems. Nothing beats finding something that you didn't know about and just being you know shocked at how good it is. Well, uh, you definitely, um, uh, you know, provide f good challenge. I always warn um, like my dev team, if, if Rick uh, uh, pops up something on, on unknown golf by chance, he's got it, uh, you know, GPS has got to be ready. You don't know where you're going to pop up next. Like you, you keep all of the things you got to, you know, you put the, you put all of the, the courses to the test and the GPS and everything. So, um, you, uh, there's always variety and you can, and like you said, you can't really just anticipate where, where you might be next or where you're going. So I, I always like that. Now tell me how many rounds courses have you played this year? If you don't know, you can guesstimate. <laughs> I actually um, looked it up. I think I'm at about 140 rounds, but 116 different courses, which is like, to me, the crazy number. Um, and like uh, about 110 of those will be new. So basically every third day I'm playing a, a new course somewhere. And, and that's been crazy. It's been a lot of fun doing that. That's a great year. That is a great <laughs> year. I mean, it, it would have been a great lifetime, really. So to do it in a year is pretty nuts. It is. Uh, what's your best round this year? Um, like score wise? Yeah. Oh, geez. Or, or you could even, you could change it to <laughs> your best, your best, we're going to get into like your, some of your favorite courses, but your best round, um, either by score or your best round based on the way you felt like you hit it. Gosh, my best round. I, I don't remember what I'm, so I'm like a nine handicap. I range from like the lowest is seven ish and up to like a 12 and that's, but usually around eight to nine is where I am. 
And I think I, I 76 is probably my low this year. I'm trying to remember, but I broke, I broke 80 like a good handful of times, which is good for me. Um, and especially playing new courses all the time. You're generally not going to go low that often just because you're seeing all these places for the first time. Um, that's my excuse that <laughs> I'm going to use it anyways. Um, I remember two of those rounds distinctly because there were two rounds that you and I were, I think we've played three or four times this year, but we, there were two rounds in particular, um, one in Georgia and one in New York where, um, of course I did DMA things and I made a side wager against you on unknown golf, uh, just a yep. little bit of a little side bet. And both rounds you shot in the seventies and both rounds I paid you. So there, there is something to the fact of you say a handful of times you shot in the seventies and yet every time I played you, I think you shot in the seventies. <laughs> well, well, either I'm a, I'm a sandbagger or you just bring the best out of me, which is what I'm thinking happens. That's what um, John Lutz tells me. He says, you always bring the best out of me. So uh, <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Cause, but I saw your, your, your dashboard. I'm pretty sure you're up this year, right? And you're gambling on golf. So I have I, to, we don't like to call that gambling. We like to call that <laughs> side games, side challenges, you know, just, just friendly side competition. And I am up this year. Yeah. Um, so I got to be there to even it out a little bit. That's right. Yeah. It, it's a good <laughs> thing I didn't play you more or I wouldn't be, but yes, I am, I am up this year. Yeah. That's right. Um, so you had this crazy, crazy year. What are some of your, what's your, I don't know, two or three highlights, if, you, if it's even possible to narrow it down. And I know some of the things you've done, so I, I'm really interested yeah. to hear. But uh, tell us a little bit about some of the highlights of 2023 that just really stand out for you that you've been able to do in golf. I mean, yeah, there was a ridiculous amount of highlights, like so many. And I, I don't want to cut anyone short because I can tell you that there was probably 110 great experiences. Basically, I didn't have a bad experience all year. Um, obviously when you're playing the great courses and, and this year I got to play Cypress Point and Sand Hills, those are two of the ones where it's like, man, will I ever play those courses? You know, but you know, I never actually thought I would play those courses. And so to get to play there and experience those with good friends is kind of mind blowing. So, um, it's pretty easy to pick those two as highlights. Um, but, and also like playing Fisher's Island, we played with you, uh, well, we played right behind you guys and, and you took my money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, that, that was around where I played really well. Um, you know, it wasn't the easiest day, you know, people, people were putting up high scores and, and I had three birdies and, and shot an 80 and, and beat my group. And, and I felt awesome. You know, sometimes it comes together. Also, you can, you know, I, I barely broke 90 at Cypress point for no reason, just couldn't play golf. So, uh, but I still love it all. Cause if you're with good friends, subtle drops, Cypress point, just a <laughs> subtle, subtle drop. There. Um, so yeah, my, my favorite experiences were probably, you know, Cypress, Sandhills, Fishers, um, which is, like I said, pretty easy choices. But there's a ton of under-the-radar stops that I had just as much fun because of the people I was with or because the golf courses are just phenomenal. You just don't hear about them as much. Right. I do – I see um, a lot of those on your Twitter, and you talk about, wow, um, didn't expect this, blown away, um, you know, not – not a course that was maybe ranked in the top 200 or whatever, yet it was spectacular. And that's the beauty, I think, so much of golf, uh, that, that if you get a chance to travel around and play, um, you know, I, 
I will do, I do some evaluation of golf courses and things too. And you get around and you're like, there are so many really good golf courses that people don't know about. They don't talk about. Um, they don't, you know, there's just too many other ones that are up there. Like, how do you determine what's 101 and what's 450? Because the reality is they're not much different. Yep. And a lot of times it's just subjective, right? What do people like? Some people love mint conditions. Some people love crazy greens, which is me. I like wild greens and wild contours. And you like tobacco like road then, don't you? Yeah. I love tobacco road and I like mm. uniqueness. So I like yeah. places where you go and you're like, man, this isn't like anything else. Go check um, out Todd Hill farm. If you haven't played it since the redo. Oh, I need to. Yeah. That place is on my list for sure. And, and so, but you know, the next guy might like great conditions. I know people that just want to go and, and play on perfect turf and there's nothing wrong with that. It's, and I think it's all awesome. I'm, I'm down for all of it. But my favorites tend to be places that are unique. And like everybody, if we're willing to admit it, we, I love the ocean. So you, you give me a unique course on the ocean and I'm, I'm all there for it. Yeah, what you just said, I think I, I, I say something very similar. I'm like, well, do you like an ocean course, a desert course, a mountain course? Do, do you have to walk? If you if it has to be walkable or do you care if you you need to take a cart? Um, does it matter if it have has caddies? four caddies or is it okay if you're just on a golf cart do you does it have to be a course that's hard to get into or has held majors or can it be a place that has done neither you know if you have predetermined criteria what about the designer does it have to be a designer that is an acclaimed renowned designer that everybody's you know raves about or maybe it's somebody that you haven't heard much about um because there's so many different scenarios, but if depending on what you narrow it down to, you can find some amazing courses to uh, to choose from. Oh, yeah, for sure. And like I said, that's why all you can do is have your own list. And the next guy's is going to be totally different. And that's that's great. Like, I think that's half the fun. Um, OK, so all along those lines, talk to me about your um, like some of your favorite courses. So these can be. U.S., it could be global, but like just favorite courses. And I need at least one or two in the U.S. for sure. If, if by chance you have a bunch of them that are, that are not. So, yeah, I haven't traveled much overseas, um, but I have some favorites over there. So I'll give you that first. Um, it would be like Kiwana Fuji and Hirono in, uh, in Japan are unbelievable. Two of my favorite courses ever. Um, but in America, I, you know, it's one of those things where you feel kind of like a douche when you name your favorite courses, uh, when you've played a lot of good ones, because it's kind of obvious what the choices are going to be, right? Like, obviously, Cypress Point, if anyone who's played it, it's in their top two, and most people, it's in their top one. Um, Augusta National is right there, and it's just an unbelievable experience that I never thought I would get. So those are two really easy choices for, like, my favorite courses. Um, but they're just kind of douchey because most people never get to play them and I'll probably never get to play them again. So also kind of sad, you know, um, but my favorite, my, my course from a member is Prairie Dunes and I go there and play, you know, 20 times a year. And, and every single time I fall in love with it more. And I think that says something when, when you can go back to a place over and over again and you just never fall out of love with it. So I, I definitely put Prairie Dunes up there. It's, it's one of my absolute favorite places on the planet. Those aren't bad options, by the way. Um, I, uh, I think that, uh, I think that anybody would be proud of any of those options. So, okay. So now let's change it up a bit more. Let's take 
let's put one more parameter in here. Beside, it needs to be U.S. and it has to be publicly accessible. Um, Pebble and not ju- not just from Rick's uh, Rolodex. <laughs> um, Pebble Beach is is still one of my favorite places. It was one of the first great courses I ever played. Uh, I played it in 2019. I think it was my third top 100 course I ever played, and um, I fell in love with it, which is very easy. Everyone knows what Pebble Beach looks like. But a lot of people like kind of like to hate on it these days. It's really popular in like the golf course architecture circle to be like, oh, it's, it's just the ocean. I'm like, man, no, it's not. It's unbelievable. Yes, it can be slow, but that's because you get regular people there playing it. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's actually awesome that anyone can pony up the money and go play it. Um, I love Pebble Beach. Everything, though, at, at Bandon is unbelievable. And I would tell you that private or public, there's no better golf destination in America and maybe the world. That's better than Bandon Dunes. Um, it's just, uh, it's just unbelievable. And it's five great courses, short courses. It's got it all. You stay there. So I would put that right there. Um, and trying to think of something a little more less known. Cause obviously both of those are expensive. That's my next question. So just, <laughs> oh, I'm going okay. to make a comment about Bandon because you might as well get ready for that one. Cause it's coming. Uh, it's funny that you say that about Bandon. I'm actually, um, uh, I've been, working on i've got a big group going to bandon in august 24 and been working on all those details and it i completely agree with you i've been twice this will be my third trip and it literally it's it's a beautiful combination because i'm going with some incredibly wonderful friends great group of guys uh we'll have some great competition we'll have a lot of fun um and it's banned, and it is a special, special place. Anybody out there who has not made the trek to Bandon, it's not easy to get to. It's not cheap. Um, but you just have to put it on your list and start planning for it. And by the way, make some reservations about a year and a half in advance <laughs> because it books up. I booked this trip for August 2024. In March, February or March of 2023, the day they opened and I barely got in. So it's yep. crazy. It's All right. So talk to that. me. So talk to me now um, about, uh, I was going to ask favorite golf destination for buddies trips. And you, I mean, so we've already, you nailed that one, but I want to know what are the underrated, undisco- undiscovered courses that people, um, that you've identified that people don't necessarily know about. And, it, and this doesn't have to be a resort yet. Um, mm-hmm. It can be anything, but public and private, maybe a mix of both that are highly underrated that probably deserve more credit. Um, so private, um, I would say Eastward Ho, though I think it is now ranked in the top 100 on one of the lists, but it's, I don't think it's ranked yet on Golf Digest. And I have it in like my top 20. Eastward Ho is on the Cape in Massachusetts. Unbelievably, unbelievably beautiful. It, it reminds me a lot of like Fisher's Island. It's that good. And I would tell wow. anyone to get there if you can get on. It is private. Um, North Jersey Country Club, which I played pretty recently, is another private one in New Jersey. And it's just under the radar. It just got renovated. And I think it's one of the best courses in New Jersey, which is a place with a lot that's, of good golf. That's saying something. Yeah, uh, but it's so unique. Like, you won't leave there without being blown away. It's unbelievable. 
Um, on the public side, there's a lot out there, but I would say Cape Arundel, which is actually really cool. Cape Arundel is private, but they allow public play similar to like the private courses in the UK. Uh, it's a classic Walter Travis design. It's in Maine, which is a bit out of the way, but I'm telling you, make the trip. Cape Arundel, you might be golfing next to a billionaire. You might be golfing next to George W. Bush and you're just playing golf. It's just everyone's equal there and it is so fun and it is so awesome. And I would just tell anyone who loves golf course architecture to head to Maine and play Cape Arundel and, and you can get on. You just call the club and, and I'll let you on. Interesting. Cape Arundel. Yep. Maine. Maine. Okay. Yes. A, a little right. out of the way. And one more uh, public choice that stays under the radar because of where it is, is Prairie Club, um, which Nebraska, is in Nebraska. Right? Yeah. It's a pain to get to, but it's affordable. You can join it. And I'm telling you, the, those two courses are, are just phenomenal and it's so fun and you stay on site. It's, you know, Sand Valley is, you know, this, it's the same tier, I would say, as Sand Valley, which gets a lot more hype, a lot more attention. And I love Sand Valley, not, not dogging that, but the two courses in, at Prairie Club are just as good and it's just a phenomenal place. And is that public or private? It is both. So it's one course every day is private and one is public. So if you stay for a couple of days, you get to play them all. And they have a wonderful Gil, Gil, uh, Gil Hands short course, which is also a blast. All right. Well, now you've put something else on my radar personally <laughs> and hopefully for some other people. And so now I have to I look at kind of the next thing I was going to ask you. And so now I have to exclude that one. You're doing a great job of leading into all of these things. <laughs> I'm going to exclude that one because I want one more out of you. I want to know one more destination besides Prairie Club that folks should check out for a golf trip, um, but it gets less acclaim and recognition. So we're removing Bandon and Kohler and Kiowa and Stream Song and, you know, all those someplace else that people should go on a golf trip. It's probably going to be another lesser expensive thing that they will all be glad they did. And they'll all come back on uh, golf Twitter X and they'll tweet or X you or whatever they do. And they'll say, Rick, you sent me there. And that was awesome. Um, boy, if you eliminate all those, it's really, really tough to think about. Cause like Prairie club, like I said, stays under the radar because of its location. I think it's just, yeah. it's a five hour drive from Denver or Omaha. So that's tough. What I would throw out there is, First of all, everything is packed and expensive now. So you right. can talk about like Big Cedar. It's, you're going to spend 400 bucks around at five hours and another 500 bucks to stay there. It's insane. Um, I would tell people that a great place to go, it's not like a one-stop shop, but it's just go to Palm Springs. I'm always surprised at how many people, especially younger people, never consider it because it's basically a retirement community. And so there's nothing to do at night. Let me throw it out there first. It is not a happening place. There's like a casino. Go do that. But you go get an Airbnb, Airbnb, a round of golf is not going to cost you more than 220 A lot of them will cost you 100 bucks, And you will get better conditions than almost anywhere in the country. And this is at the public courses, not the private ones. Um, and we go, I go every year with buddies, and we play a lot of public courses. And we have a blast every time. It's affordable. The Airbnbs are dirt cheap. You will save hundreds of dollars a day. And you will have awesome weather and great golf. And it's just fabulous. Um, like I said, no nightlife. So if you like guys who like to party, maybe not your place. I would take that a step further on the night, uh, the night, uh, aspect of it. Uh, I was out there a year ago and couldn't get an Uber at like 
eight o'clock, eight thirty, because <laughs> the world was shut down. All I was doing, I finished dinner and was trying to go back to the hotel, which was like two miles away. And I, I kid you not, the <laughs> owner of the restaurant came out and brought his restore uh, and got in his restored um, old collectible car, amazing car. It's a showpiece that they park outside and drove us back to the hotel <laughs> because we waited for like 40 minutes and we couldn't get a new break. So, yes, um, like if you're not going to the casino, there's really nothing else. Like there were restaurants that will be closed at like nine and you're going to yeah. wonder what the heck is going on. But the golf, I mean, you know, it's, it's such a blast out there. It's so fun. I, it's one of my favorite places to go. I, I totally agree. I also another you may have been out there. Um, I haven't. But I hear a lot about it. Um, some of the areas in Utah I hear mm-hmm. have incredible golf. Um, there's some areas that are popping up that, that people are saying, you know, this is where you should go. I think there are some hotels and things that are now being built around some places, but their their accommodation uh, yep. ecosystem and, is not yet there. Well, if you go, so so first of all, that would you didn't ask this, but maybe the worst golf destination is Las Vegas. It's extremely yes. overpriced for quality and it's packed and it's just not worth it. It's a pain to get to the golf courses. Uh, but up the road, two hours is St. George, Utah. It's another great destination. If you just want to golf, um, sand hollow is fabulous and they have stay and play. Uh, it's a great golf course. And then there's some new courses that I haven't played like uh, black desert there. And then in between is mesquite, which has casinos. And then it has the world famous Wolf Creek golf course. So we did a buddy's trip there. I've actually done a couple there and it's been awesome and everyone loved it. And for normal people who love golf, Wolf Creek is like playing a video game. And so when you get people out there, they just, they love it. It's zany. It's wild. And you're hitting, you know, with hundred foot elevation drops. It's, it's a blast. Does it get cold in that part of the country in the winter? Is that, is that enough um, where it stays warmer? I think it does. Like it, it will be cold in the winter, but I'm pretty sure it's open. Okay. Um, but yes, it will get chilly. Um, I played it in the spring and it was actually pretty chilly. Um, but, but you can play there. Mesquite, you can play year round for sure. Um, but yeah, I would highly recommend those places and they're super affordable. Like St. George and Mesquite golf is very affordable compared to most places. Yeah. They're definitely on my list. I'm glad you, you talked about oh, those. Dude, I got to add one more. Forest yeah. Dunes. It's pretty Ooh. big. Like most people know Forest Dunes in Michigan, but we did a big buddies trip there this year and, uh, my buddy, uh, a couple of buddies of mine, Jake and Ben, they put it together and it was awesome. Forest Dunes in the Loop are great golf and it's very affordable um, stay and play compared to most places. Little Remote, it's near Traverse City or an hour away from there, but uh, it's great. Highly recommend it. Yeah, that was, uh, you could, we- was that the Weaver Cup? Uh, the Griever Cup. The Griever, the Griever Cup. Cup. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, ran, and, on, uh, you like, ran on unknown golf. That's right. Yes. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we use unknown golf. It works spectacularly to, to keep track of 20, 20 golfers. Um, doing a bunch of games. We were able to track it all in a no-go. It bets, was awesome. Yeah, everything, yeah. Yeah, it was spectacular. And um, that place is also a place you can book. Most places you can't book because they're full. For some reason, forest students stay on the radar, so you might be able to book something for this summer. Um, but, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, we used Unknown Golf to run that. It worked fabulously. It was great. Yeah, that that's a good ad up in uh, Michigan. So that's some nice additions if anybody's thinking about like uh, some place to go, you're trying to figure out. I can tell you, if you're trying to think about now and want to go to Bandon Dudes this summer, good luck. So now you've got some other great options uh, to explore, um, some really good stuff. So cool. So we've talked about all this golf. Uh, we've got a bunch of uh, 
Um, wonderful options. You've played some great things. You post all these scores. Um, I would say like 90%. Um, and when I don't, it's literally just when I'm forgetting, like that's all yeah. it is. I, I hop in my gen app. I, I don't track during the round anymore just because I'm usually with a host and with friends and I don't want to be like looking at my phone. So usually I just post in gin after a round. Um, and then sometimes I just forget. Right. And you just never remember it. So I'm sure some get missed, but I, I post them all unless I just forget. That's why we keep scoring unknown golf. So we don't have to worry about it. It just posts for us. It takes care of all of it for us. It, run, it does all the math. You know, I don't know how good you are at math, but I know a bunch of people <laughs> out there that are terrible at it. So yep. um, it, 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 uh, it takes care of that. I just wanted to make sure. So I know next time, that we play if I'm, if I'm getting the uh, the real Rick or, you know, what I'm getting. Um, so, you know, what do you love most about what you get to do with all this golf? Like what, I mean, obviously there's the playing, but it, um, is it, is it the variety of, of courses and the playing golf? Is it the, um, the experiences you get to have at, at specific golf courses or is it you know is it all the people you get to meet like what 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 brings you where do you get the most out of it i'm sure all so, those matter to you yes i mean of course all of them matter and you know me and you both will say the same thing that you know i'll play any course in the world if it's with good people and meeting good people is, is a huge part of this where I've, I've been doing a lot of travel golf it's only been two and a half years of my life i didn't join a private club until three years ago so most of my call golf my whole life was mini golf and then i started doing this travel golf i met a bunch of other travel golf nuts and so the people have become like some of my best friends and i now have at the age of 45 more friends than i've ever had in my life and it's just it's the best thing ever like as you get older especially and older males are the worst at, at keeping friends right and a lot of times you get old and you're just like lonely golf has changed all that and it's just the best, like the friends is the best part. And just ha everywhere I go, I have someone to have dinner with now or to hang out with or to golf with. And that's literally priceless. Do I also love the great golf? Of course. I always say, um, yes, I'll play a dirt track with you, David May. But why don't we go play someplace great? Instead why don't we go we someplace else? That's right. Yeah. So I will gladly play uh, any go track you want in America with you. But. If we have the option, let's go play Marion, you know, but I'm down for whatever. That's right. That's right. Um, man, uh, just thank you so much for, um, the time of, of spending and letting me pick your brain and share a little bit of Rick with everybody out there. Um, uh, you've got a lot of followers on Twitter and a lot of friends and a lot of things. And, um, I think a lot of people know a lot about you, but there's pro probably some of these questions maybe. Even they haven't got to ask. So hopefully, um, we can enlighten people a little bit more. Um, so it's great, great having you here. Thank you for your, um, your support. You've been a great supporter for us at Unknown Golf and, and the things you do there. Um, you know, we're, we're, uh, excited to hopefully we get you. I think you've got another, well, that one more trip this year coming up. So we're going <laughs> to try to follow you a little bit on that there and, um, you know, look forward to connecting with you, hopefully in person. Um, sometime after the first of the year and play some golf somewhere. I've got a few ideas of 2024 of things that we need to do. Let's do it. You know, I'm dead. You know, I'm in. Well, Rick, thanks for joining us again. Appreciate it. Um, you know, best of luck to you through the rest of the year on your golf trip. And um, 
we will see you in 2024 for sure. Awesome. Thanks, DMA. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Man, I didn't want that interview to actually end. I had so many things I could have talked to Rick about. Um, um, hopefully you enjoyed that. Hopefully you enjoyed getting to learn more about him. Please look him up on uh, your social channels, Twitter, follow him. He has just great stuff, and I think you will really enjoy it. So uh, check him out. Um, again, thanks for listening in. Thanks for your support. If you've got topics, you got things you wanted to discuss, hit us up at OGL at unknowngolf.com. Um, reach out to us uh, at unknowngolf. Check out that subscription. Um, and, and, you know, I really enjoyed the conversation with Rick about all the travel. There's some, we're going to, we're actually going to dive into that a little bit deeper and have a further conversation soon about the perfect travel trip. I love a good travel trip. Get a chance to talk to a lot of people about their travel. Always makes me jealous. Wishing I had another one that I was headed out on, but we're going to do that soon in the interim. This is D may. And I'm speaking for J dub and Bo as well, since they're completely gone today, but happy holidays. Thanks again for all your support of one groove low of unknown golf. Check us out. And do not ever forget where that press button is. Talk to you soon.